that correct? Well, if you have no symptoms, um, you should be able to return to work. Are you an asymptomatic viral shedder? Maybe, but we can't test all of humanity. Well, I, think one, I think one thing I also wanted to add is we're going to miss cases. Sure, we're going to miss cases of coronavirus, just like we miss cases of the flu. I think one thing that is being televised is that we need to capture every single coronavirus patient. No, we don't, because that's not reality. Theory and reality are very, very different. We worked in ERs for 15 years. Theory and reality are very different. It would be nice to capture every coronavirus patient, yes, but is that realistic? Are we going to keep the economy shut down for two years and vaccinate everybody? That's an unrealistic expectation, I think. So you're going to cause financial ruin, domestic violence, suicide, rape, violence, and what are you going to get out of it? You're still going to miss a lot of cases. So we need to treat this like the flu, which is familiar. And eventually, this, this will mutate and become less and less virulent. Because patients who are asymptomatic or, or silent shedders usually have the, the, the milder version of the coronavirus, right? Because it's milder. That's why they're not as symptomatic. And that tends to spread quicker than the more virulent forms. This is too early. Scientific studies, double-blind clinical controlled trials take time, years. So we're doing the best with the data we have. I gave you the statistics. This is all common knowledge you can find online. This is their countries reporting to these different news entities. This is all common knowledge. This is not based on double-blind clinical controlled trials. Again, we've been studying microbiology for 20 years. This is our life goal in our 20s and 30s, 40s. This is what we do. We throw this information against the backdrop of knowledge, we both have degrees in this, and say, is this legitimate? I don't need a double-blind, clinically-controlled trial to tell me if sheltering in place is appropriate. That is a, a college-level understanding of microbiology. That is a college-level understanding of microbiology. That is a college-level understanding of microbiology. Mandatory vaccinations and I can't understand why you wear masks. One of the most important things in this world is to impose one's will on weaker people, the religious ones. If this is not done, then we fall into episodes of collective madness like the COVID. The wearing of the mask for the COVID, and its reason, not to infect the other. We generally wear a mask to avoid breathing contaminants, but not against the expulsion of air. It is a matter of religious insanity to believe that one can protect the other, the same insanity as believing in the existence of God. Nature, the body yes is able to fight against viruses. The little people are always afraid of nature. That's why historically monotheism and its most unreasonable expectations have been able to satisfy them. To have a personal God is a comfort for mentally limited people. Also common people think that those at the top of the hierarchy in society are the smartest. No, I don't see why such a rule would exist. Besides, Half a century here shows me the exact opposite, the stupidest are at the top of the pyramid. The politicians plus the media have been putting you in fear for months. This shows how dangerous these two bodies are, especially for uneducated people. Without data, you're just another person with an opinion. W. Edwards Deming, engineer, data scientist. Vaccinating healthy people is mind-bogglingly heresy for me. It is not the state's place to intervene in private affairs. The state does not have to tell you to wear a mask, or not to go out of your house, or to force you to vaccinate yourself, and even less order to vaccinate weak people or young children. This episode of Collective Madness bores me, where tens of millions of physically healthy but mentally deficient sheep went to be vaccinated. 
that is to say voluntarily, to go and be injected with a virus. Why did they do it? Out of fear and a low brand. This is absolutely not understanding anything about biology and immunology. From a historical perspective on evidence-based immunology by Edward J. Motika, immunologic memory Immunologic memory or anamnesis refers to the phenomenon that an individual who has recovered from an infectious disease will not normally become ill upon subsequent exposure. This understanding represents the basis for the success of vaccines to stop the spread of communicable diseases during the past two centuries. Early anecdotal evidence, Thucydides, a Greek scientist and historian, observed almost 2,500 years ago that individuals who had survived the plague epidemic in Athens could care for others infected with the disease without recurring illness. In his History of the Peloponnesian War, Thucydides describes an outbreak of plague, concluding that, it was with those who had recovered from the disease that the sick and the dying found most compassion. These knew what it was from experience, and had now no fear for themselves, for the same man was never attacked twice, never at least fatally. Several cultures observed that once exposed to smallpox, an individual's body remembered and resisted further attack by smallpox. These observations led to attempts to artificially expose individuals to smallpox as a method of providing protection against the disease. More than 3,000 years ago, the Chinese introduced dry powder from smallpox scabs to individuals, through a scratch in the skin or by inhalation, with the intent to induce a mild case of the disease and, consequently, immunity to further exposure. This process of rendering an individual resistant to a disease was utilized successfully prior to the development of the germ theory by Louis Pasteur, 1822-1895, or the founding of the science of immunology, usually attributed to Edward Jenner, 1749-1823. Lady Mary Wally Montague, 1689-1762, wife of the British ambassador to Istanbul, brought smallpox vaccination to Great Britain. In 1717 Lady Montague wrote a letter to her friend Sarah Criswell describing the practice of the Turks in which they exposed their children by inoculating them with material derived from smallpox lesions. While the Turks termed this procedure engraftment, it was known as variolation when introduced to England. Variola is the Latin name for the smallpox virus and variolation is the process of exposing patients to smallpox virus subcutaneously. Variolation induced a, hopefully, mild case of smallpox, thereby stimulating immunological memory and rendering the patient immune to further exposure. Vaccines to more than 25 diseases, including rabies, yellow fever, diphtheria, and tetanus, were developed in the 200 years following Jenner's introduction of smallpox vaccination. I can understand that people with high risk, the injection of the virus COVID, in the form of vaccines. As prevention, but these mass vaccination campaigns that we have had for a century is mind-boggling to me. We are infecting millions of people with a disease that they would never or almost never have contracted. It's insane. It's to have no confidence in your body and in nature. It is this dichotomy that we always find in the religious, who always thinks that there is I on one side and the body on the other. It's insane. I agree 100% that vaccines developed for people at risk who desire to get ahead of the virus by injecting it rather than catching it in a weakened state. I can easily understand that. But vaccinating healthy people is mind-bogglingly heresy to me. Any person knows that the fact of having had a childhood disease is enough to avoid having it in adulthood, because the body has produced a sufficient immunology to become resistant. This is common sense.
I can't understand people wearing masks to protect themselves from the virus. Vaccines exist, if you are afraid of the virus. Masks do nothing. Masks are ineffective because a lot of contamination parameters come into play. Uncontrollable parameters, the only defense is that of the human body. I am against pro or anti-vaccines, because public affairs have nothing to do with private affairs. Everyone is responsible for himself. A very young child is not able to make such decisions for himself, and his parents have to make them for him. These modern maternalist states in the West and in almost all monotheist countries do the same. Forcing the wearing of masks compulsory vaccination refusal of access to certain widely frequented areas. All this is contrary to individual liberties, and no state can survive under these conditions. None. And politicians should be careful because there will be a backlash to their collectivist COVID actions. Why many authorities, states, in the world, have legislated to the wearing of the mask? And why is the obligation to be vaccinated still imposed by several states in the world? From a Reuters article, August 16, 2021. A growing number of countries also stipulate that a shot or a negative test will be needed for dining out and some other activities. Australia Australia decided in late June to make vaccinations mandatory for high-risk aged care workers. Britain it will be mandatory for care home workers in England to have vaccinations from October. Canada Canada said on August 13 it will soon require all federal public servants and many other workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The vaccine mandate will also include air, train and cruise ship travellers. Even worse now is not the staff anymore but the passengers. France The French Parliament on August 2 approved a bill that will make vaccinations mandatory for health workers as well as require a bolstered health pass in many social venues. Greece Greece on July 12 made vaccinations mandatory for nursing home staff with immediate effect and healthcare workers from September. As part of new measures, only vaccinated customers are allowed in bars, cinemas, theatres and other closed spaces. Indonesia, Indonesia, religion 2018, 86-70% Islam and 10.72% Christianism. Therefore a typical monotheist country. Indonesia made inoculations mandatory in February, threatening fines of up to 5 million rupiah, $357. Italy a decree approved by the Italian government in March mandates that health workers, including pharmacists, get vaccinated. Those WHO refuse could be suspended without pay for the rest of the year. Hungary Hungary's government has decided to make vaccinations mandatory for healthcare workers. Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, religion 2020, 0% Islam and 23.1% Christianism, therefore a typical monotheist country. Kazakhstan will introduce mandatory vaccinations or weekly testing for people working in groups of more than 20. Poland, worse, Poland could make vaccinations obligatory for some people at high risk from COVID-19 from August. Turkmenistan, Turkmenistan, religion 93.7% Muslims and 6.1% Christianism, therefore a typical monotheist country. Turkmenistan is making vaccination mandatory for all residents aged 18 and over. Maternalist states are the origin of socialism, communism or the Nazism of the 20th century. They were all maternal protectionist states. All. And by the way, between them they caused more than 100 million deaths. The state does not have to be maternalist. The ancient Greeks and Romans showed us that a state should be paternal. That it should be led with a firm hand, as a man does.
Since then monotheism has been trying to reintroduce the mother into the state equation. And so all modern western states have the same maternalist tendency. The west is going to die from this. And if you follow me you know that I think it is dead. And try to find an Asian country other than an openly communist country that has such a policy, you'll have a hard time finding one. From Asia Business Law Journal, the 3rd of September 2021. Thailand, however, it is an open question as to whether such a mandate is legally enforceable. Arguably, demanding employees to be vaccinated by force would be a criminal offence and a breach of Thailand's constitution. You wonder not why the West is dying of this monotheistic maternal collectivist imprint. That is entirely its problem and the choice it made 1,800 years ago. Its problem. Now I want to talk about the immune system. Uh, Dr. Masihi used to teach for immunology. We both had years of microbiology, biochemistry, and virology studies. We've made it our life's work to understand this stuff. And here, I'd like to go over some basic things about how the immune system functions so people have a good understanding. The immune system is built by exposure to antigens, viruses, bacteria. When you're a little child crawling on the ground, putting stuff in your mouth, viruses and bacteria come in, you form an antigen antibody complex, you form IgG, IgM, this is how your immune system is built. You don't take a small child, put them in bubble wrap in a room and say, go have a healthy immune system. This is immunology, microbiology 101. This is not something, this is the basis of what we've known for years. Um, so what I'm seeing is when you take human beings and you say, go into your house, clean all your counters, Lysol them down. You're going to kill 99% of viruses and bacteria. Wear a mask, don't go outside. What does that do to our immune system? Our immune system is used to touching. We share bacteria, staphylococcal, streptococcal bacteria, viruses. We develop an immune response daily to this stuff. When you take that away from me, my immune system drops. As I shelter in place, my immune system drops. You keep me there for months, it drops more. And now I'm at home hand washing vigorously, washing the counters, worried about things that are indeed what I need to survive. Let's follow the science. This is immunology, folks. This is microbiology. This is what we've combined together. We have 40 years of experience in this. This is common sense immunology. So quarantining and social distancing is worse for us, you're saying? It decreases your immune system. You, you can't build an immune system by... If, if someone has a, a reduced immune system, you, you hide them away because they can't build an immune system. If you have a normal functioning immune system, you need interaction. The, the, when a child's in a womb, you're in this protected environment. When you come out, you have almost no immune system. You develop that through touching your mouth, touching your eyes, virus, bacteria, virus, bacteria, immune response, IgG, IgM. This is how you build a strong immune system. Do you think people are worrying too much? Of course they are, but that's, that's from media telling them to. I am telling them sheltering in place decreases your immune system. And then as we all come out of shelter in place with a lower immune system and start trading viruses and bacteria, what do you think is going to happen? Disease is going to spike. And then you've got disease spike amongst a hospital system with furloughed doctors and nurses. This is not the combination we want to set up for a healthy society. It doesn't make any sense. Watch how many positives in the community and to understand how diseases spread. For instance, nobody talks about the fact that coronavirus lives on plastics for three days and we're all sheltering in place. Where'd you get your water bottles from? Costco. Where'd you get that plastic shovel from? Home Depot. 
Those are fomites and carriers of disease. So you take your family sheltering in a place that you think is safe, and you're taking fomites with disease that they've shown that lasts three days. Are you really protecting yourself from COVID? Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. And if I swabbed things in your home, I would likely find COVID-19. And so you think you're protected, but you've got fomites coming from, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's. And it's okay for us to be mingling in those situations, but we have to not go to work. It's okay for us to go to Costco, but not to church. Do, do you see the lack of consistency here? From a, from a microbiological, immunological standpoint, that doesn't make sense. If you're going to isolate people, you need to shut these all down because that's how the fomites are being transferred. When you go to Del Taco and you get a plastic bag or piece on your burrito from someone not wearing a mask who is just wiping their arm on your thing, do you think you're protected from COVID? When you wear gloves that transfer disease everywhere, those gloves have bacteria all over them. I'm wearing gloves, not helping you. As your mask that you're wearing for days, you touch the outside of it, COVID, and then touch your mouth. This doesn't make any sense. We wear masks in an acute setting to protect us. We're not wearing masks. Why is that? Because we understand microbiology, we understand immunology, and we want strong immune systems. I don't want to hide in my home, develop a weak immune system, and then come out and get disease. We have both been in the ER through swine flu and through bird flu. Did we shut down for those? Were, were they much less dangerous than COVID? Is the flu less dangerous than COVID? Let's look at the death rates. No, it's not. They're similar in prevalence and in death rate. So we are saying that our response now, now that we know the facts, it's time to get back to work. It's time to test people. But again, testing gives you a moment in time. Testing tells you, you we, the nasal swab says positive or negative. The blood vial, the tiger top with a finger stick, gives you IgG, IgM. IgG being the long-term immunoglobulin we look at for immunity. But again, it's a moment in time. So you guys think herd immunity is kind of the way to go then? Absolutely. I think so. There's I two think ways. So. Well, there's two ways to get rid of a virus, right? Either it burns itself out or herd immunity. For hundreds of years, we relied on herd immunity. Viruses kill people. End of story. The flu kills people, COVID kills people. But for the rest of us, we develop herd immunity. We, de we develop the ability to take this virus in and defeat it. And for the vast majority, 95% of those around the globe, this is true. And when we look at people that have locked down and people that haven't locked down, we have massive data. It is not statistically significant whether you lock down or not. So why are we doing it? Do you think it's safe for the state to lift the lockdown? Yes. Would, would it be safe for people to be yes. outside right now? Yes. I'm outside with no mask. Are the gloves and masks maybe a little bit too much right now? Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, sense? again, do you, do you want your immune system built or do you want it not built? The building blocks of your immune system is virus and bacteria. End of story. That's how you build it. <clears throat> and there's normal, normal bacteria and normal flora. There's normal bacteria and normal flora that we have to be exposed to. Bacteria and viruses that are not virulent are our friends. They protect us against bad bacteria and bad viruses. So right now, if you look at Dr. Erickson's skin or my skin, we have strep, we have staph. All staph isn't bad, all strep isn't bad. They protect us against opportunistic infections. That's why when a baby comes out of the womb for the first three to six months, they're extremely vulnerable to opportunistic infections, which is why when we see a little baby in the ER with fever, 
that's one month old, you do a spinal tap, you do a chest x-ray, you do blood cultures, you do urine cultures. But if you had a fever, I wouldn't do that for you. Why? Because that baby does not have the normal bacteria and flora from the community. Whereas you do, because you've interacted with, you know, you've gone to the gas station, you've gone to Home Depot. That's the difference. Normal flora, it, we all need normal flora. And what Dr. Erickson's saying is when you are self-isolating at home for two or three months, you lose that normal flora. So I guarantee when we reopen, there's going to be a huge, huge amount of illness that's going to be rampant because our immune systems have weakened. And that's just basic immunology and virology. Getting unhealthy to stay inside and doing all these shelter-in-place orders? I think so. I mean, uh, sorry to cut you off. Your vitamin D levels go down. You're not outside. You're not... You know, your mood goes down. When your mood goes down, you're more likely to get sick. You get depression. Going outside is healthy. I mean, why can't you go to the park and walk around, but you can go to Home Depot and nobody's wearing a mask? It just, it doesn't make sense. The inconsistencies and the incongruencies make no sense.